Good morning. Happy Wednesday, wherever it is, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Good morning, Lisa, and whoever else is on here. Okay, you guys, we are shifting into a new series. I don't remember the series title, something about keys. Key Who's got that? Key holders. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Key holders. Oh, we are key holders. And um, this week's um, title is identity, which we have talked a lot about in in our history. We talk about identity on a regular basis. It's kind of part of our DNA. And, and so I, I was stumped, like, what in the world are we going to say about identity that hasn't already been said <laughs> as it pertains to being key holders? And, um, and so we don't honestly know where this is going this morning. I don't know. Buckle up. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. Who wants to start us off? Maybe. Let's start here. Pepper, will you just start us off with, just pray us into this thing. <laughs> Jesus, it'd be my joy. Jesus, <laughs> I thank you <laughs> that you are so vast and mm-hmm. you are so deep and you are so far, and you are so wide, and you are so high, and you are so low, and you are so far beyond our carnal thoughts and our carnal imagination that your ways in the flesh are beyond figuring out. So there's no lack in what we can talk about in you that brings you glory. The angels constantly say over and over, holy, holy, holy. So if that's all we say over and over and over for this broadcast is holy, 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 holy. If it's good enough for the angels and the elders and the creatures to repeat that kind of praise to you, then we can talk about the same issues of identity again with a different twist, with a different aspect, with a different anointing, with a different understanding. So we trust you in your grace to lead this conversation. And we thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 God was calling in the middle of that. (laughs) (laughs) And it came up as the Telemundo Network. Well, Sorry, we're not home. Gosh. (laughs) I don't even know why the phones are on. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for that prayer. I I feel like there's a little bit of disruption. (laughs) Okay, let's just dive in here. Um, uh, Let's start off. I think that it would be be good groundwork to start off with, with. So we were talking before we hopped on. Um, about God saying that the rules of engagement have changed. And I think that it would be really good for us to have Vince kind of lay that out for us because, um, you know, I, I knew that it was important, but I didn't know how important it was. And, um, and so with Vince's military background, I think that he can give us a better idea of what it is that, that God is actually saying and, and the weight of that. Rules of engagement uh, is something that covers a large area. So um, when I was in Iraq, the rules of engagement covered the entire country of Iraq for us. It was um, a- everything that governed our governed our engagement with uh, the local populace and, and, you know, what you are permitted to do and what you are permitted to do. And so those things are, are 
pretty well set and uh, they don't change very often. When they do change, it's a big deal uh, because it has to go out to everybody wide. And then we have to ensure that everyone is, is informed and understands what it is that needs to happen. And so um, God's saying the rules of engagement are changing. This is a significant thing that he's, be, that he's saying uh, because it is going to affect everything. It's, it's going to be a massive shift in what it is that we're doing. And if I can just like, can I just question you? Because I think that, yeah. <laughs> that you hold the answers. <laughs> How do you think that that pertains to identity? Or let me ask it in a different way. Um, how does that shift how we need to know ourselves? It's going to shift because we need to go deeper on it. We get these surface level understandings. God gives us a name, gives us some definition, and we take that and we're good. And we just run with that. We never go deeper. Uh, and I forget the phrase that Pepper used, uh, deeper up, was it? Yeah. That yeah. effect. We never go deeper up with it. So we don't we don't take hold of it and yes, own it, start living within that identity. But what else is there? There's more there to uncover. There are layers in this thing and, and it's going to really shift um, how we view these things. Uh, I, I think we viewed our identity one way and, and had this surface level understanding, but as you start to go deeper, you're going to see more uncovered, more revealed, and you're going to uh, begin to have a, a different view of it. And you're going to be able to uh, disciple people better and, and just bring about a better uh, picture of, of Jesus, you know, a better, a better mirror of who it is that, that uh, God is. That's good. And I think this would be a good a good spot, Pepper, if you would jump in and talk about the deficit in identity, because I think that that's also important. If we if we walk under this guise of we got it all together, like we know what we're doing, then, then we can't actually grow into understanding even, you know, how to begin with new rules of engagement. Yeah, because I think we've trained ourselves and we're so used to having to prove that we have no deficit or that uh, because I'm a Christian and you're a Christian or you're a prophet and I'm a prophet, there's this equality that I have to prove that I have with you or you with me. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not really how iron sharpens iron because if I don't allow myself to feel the deficit I have in an area in light of a greatness that you carry in an area, then I can't be sharpened, you know? And if it feels like condemnation and the person's not condemning me, it's that lack of identity in me that has allowed the enemy or, you know, my shame to bring it into what the Bible says is not wise. It's comparison. Because it's not meant to be comparison. So I think of it as, you know, it's not a bad thing to know that there's a deficit in my checking account. Because if I don't know that, I can't make a deposit and do anything about it. Oh, that's good. And if I don't have the money, I can't even borrow it from you if I don't know there's a deficit. So you, you might have 
what you might have the funds to bring my checking account into balance, but if I am too proud or if I have a spirit of offense when I see the deficit and I take it as something lacking in me, no, that's not necessarily something lacking in me, but it's saying, okay, Vince, you carry a greatness in this area. Could you fill me up here? Cause I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, to me, that's why we look at other people because I know it's all God's glory, but look how God puts his glory on people, all the people in the world. And there's people you can look at and it's like, I don't understand how you carry God's glory in such greatness like that. I mean, I look at some people and I'm astounded how they do certain things that they do. And yeah, we know it's all God, but only God could do it through a human being and make it look so good. <laughs> Wow. So seeing your deficit, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm, I'm really like thinking of, um, you know, we, we've set ourselves up to be professionals in different areas and, and, and our job is actually to make him look like the professional, right? Mm -hmm. Like give him all the glory. Like we're so good at, at being movable by his hand that he receives all the glory and he becomes the professional rather than, and, and this is, this has been our Western church culture is to, to be professionals in different areas. And I, I know all the things, which is really right. how we started this broadcast is we've got the corner on identity, right? And no, like the moment <laughs> that we feel like that is the moment we need to like back ourselves into repentance and be like, I don't know anything <laughs> and, and, and allow ourselves to feel the deficit in that. And, you know, God started this year off in really like driving his point home of like, you don't even know what my house looks like. Like we're, we're not, you are not as familiar with me as, as you could be. And, and that wasn't him like, you know, trying to shame me. It was it was him inviting me into something more grandiose. And and do I want to take that invitation? Yes. And, and he even takes it further. And he's like, I want you to recognize me based on fragrance. I want you to be able to walk into a space and, and know what it is that I'm releasing. So he's, he's actually inviting us into acquainting ourselves more deeply with him than we ever have before. And, and the, the big question there is, are we willing to say yes to that? Because it's going to mean giving up what we think we know in order to advance into this new space that he's inviting us into, which means we have to feel our deficit, right? We have to be, be able to feel that weakness. And we've talked about spiritual poverty also. That's what that's talking about. You know, when you allow yourself to feel your spiritual deficits, then you inherit the kingdom of heaven, right? And 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 that's ultimately what we're after. Vince? I think uh, when we're talking about identity here and our deficit, we have to look at God's identity here and ask the question, who is it that God wants to show up as for me right now? Yeah. Because there is there is something in that, in, in that depth of identity that is going to fill in whatever the deficit is. It's going to um, give richness to speak to the spiritual poverty and, and fill us in with something that uh, is needed when we go out into our daily lives. Uh, we talk about having impact for the kingdom that, that you know, you have impact anywhere. Mm 
-hmm. anytime you step foot in somewhere, you're going to have an impact. And so uh, having your knowing who God is for you and who he is showing up for you as right now to fill in that deficit is is really going to be monumental for for your everyday life and and for uh, your ministry, vocation, whatever it is that he is speaking to right now. Mm, that's so good. And um, last week we talked a little bit about, um, uh, well, I did on Friday, I talked about becoming a tangible expression of, of God and um, for, for the people around us. And, and I think that that's really relevant in this conversation is, am I tangible? Am I a tangible expression of God? Am I a relevant expression of God based on what it is that he wants, not on our comfort level, not on what's familiar to us, not on what's going to get the amen. Oftentimes we, we want to lean into the things that's going to provoke the greatest response from the people that are around us. But what we really need to be interested in is the silence. What is going to provoke a depth of thought, a depth of, of, consideration in people that they are brought to silence like <gasps> I hadn't considered that. And so are we a tangible expression, a relevant expression of what it is that God is releasing right now? That has everything to do with identity. And and here's a here's a real life example for you. We we have just hired a, a couple of new people to run our front desk here at the salon. And one of them came in for the first time yesterday, which just happened to be my husband. And um, so it was a little bit easier because I'm familiar with him. But I sat down there and I realized, I just do this. I don't understand the system of this. In, in a sense, I, I, I'm good at pretending that I got it down <laughs> and, and I just tend to jump in and do the things, which honestly goes against my nature, my what my flesh wants, my flesh wants all of the things in order before I do them. Listen, I am like Santa Claus. I am checking the list not once but twice before yeah. I step into something. And um, but that's not that's not how my spirit functions. My spirit is drawn to just jump into the things that he's asking me to do. And so that's pretty much how I learned how to run the front desk was just be like, well, here we go, going in deep. And um, and so I'm in the middle of having to consider training somebody. And I'm like, I don't actually know how to train you because I don't understand the system. I just do the thing. And, um, and, and I was kind of feeling a little bit disappointed in that because I, I wanted to be able to offer a good start to somebody. And so on my way to, to work this morning, I was considering that with God. And he's like, Angie, I want you to consider what it is that I want first. And, um, and he starts talking to me about this whole training thing, <laughs> Virginia. Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's talking to me about this whole training thing. And I think that I know where he's going. Like, you really need to learn the system if you're going to train someone. And he interrupts me in mid-thought. And he's like, no. I'm looking for people who are willing to just jump into the deep end. We've had so many people just standing on the banks, maybe toe dipping 
and then not sure, you know, is this for me? I don't know what the will of God is kind of thing. And we have made much out of the will of God and, and not really like we need to be those who are just actually picking the people up and flinging them into the river, right? <laughs> into the depths of, of the thing and sink or swim, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think that so much of what he's doing in, in, in regard to rebuilding the church is just throwing people into the deep end. And 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 so here, here again, my mind just runs off in the opposite direction going, oh my gosh, so we're just going to like duplicate people to be wild and crazy and just like <laughs> just jump in. And he's like, I want people that will do it the way I want it in the moment. You know, so if that means learning the system, learn the system. And that means just jumping in and moving <laughs> Virginia, you're cracking me up and moving, <laughs> just moving with the spirit, then so be it. And so I just, I think that, that all of this has to do with um, identity and it has to, to do with learning the new rules of engagement. Like who, who are the people that are just going to tell God yes and not tell God yes and stand there, but say yes as you're being flung in midair. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's get a little bit wild. Wild seems to be the word of the month. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Say something, you guys. Oh, uh, <laughs> Romans 15, first, first two verses there. Now, those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized for they don't live to please themselves, but have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Our goal must be to empower others to do what is right and good for them and to bring them into spiritual maturity. Uh, this is where my mind first went when we talked about identity is being able to bring people, you know, um, into that deeper place in, into maturity. But it, it it struck me as you're talking about people standing on the banks of the river, dipping their toes in, and we need to just be flinging them in. Maybe this this sounds too nice. The language here might be too nice in bringing people into maturity. And and maybe it's just a, a swift kick into the river and get moving, yeah. get going. Yeah. Uh, because obviously the, the rules of engagement that we've been following of, of trying to be sweet and nice and coax people in is not working. It's not working. And so maybe we're going to have to be a little bit more forceful and, and give some more shoves and, and be more challenging to, to people when they say yes. If you say yes, you can expect us to be, um, to be right there, giving you a nice forceful shove into the river. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Pepper. Well, Vince, you, you were talking about, you know, being who God wants us to show up as, you know, and I've heard it said, you know, whether you're a preacher, a prophet, a teacher, wherever, you, you know, you fit in the spectrum of the body of Christ, I've heard it said, what's the best gift? Well, we know the scripture says prophecy, but I've heard it said the best gift is to have whatever's needed at the time. Yeah. So if you need a healer, I don't know if I need you to be a prophet then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so if we're made in God's image and we are, he's multifaceted. So he knows who to show up as. So we need to know who to show up as. And I was thinking about, I read Emma Stark's book, The Prophetic Warrior, mm-hmm. and she was talking about, and I thought of this, Angie, when you were saying, are we a tangible expression? And she was saying, how are people going to know how to make 
a withdrawal off of us if we know identify ourselves as that. Yeah. So, and you know how bold she is. I, I don't know that I'm that bold yet, but you know, she goes into a, a department store and says, hi, I'm Emma Stark. I'm a dream interpreter. Hi, I'm Emma Stark. I'm a prophet. Hi, I'm Emma Stark. I'm a healer. You talk about multifaceted, <laughs> you know, I think that's part of what God is saying about you want to narrow your identity down to an expert. And so then I can use the excuse, well, I'm staying in my lane. But in this season, God's saying your lanes are <laughs> crossing all over the place. You right. know? And so we even started out this morning, Vince and I were talking about, I was saying, boy, you're really multitasking. <laughs> it is like, wow. Yeah, we are God. We are showing his, the, we are expressing, reflecting who our God is. He's a multifaceted God that you can't control. You can't contain. You can't figure him out. You can't put him in one place because he's just not going to cooperate. He's going to ooze out whether you want him to ooze <laughs> out or not. <laughs> so there you go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's so true. You just, you, you can't contain him. And, and and when you try to, you've taken yourself out of the game completely, mm. right? I mean, yeah. I, I just, I think that, that we have to take more seriously Jesus's words where he says, I only do what I see the father doing. And, and, and why not us? Why are we not functioning in that same regard that um, I, I can, when somebody asks me who I am, I can point to him and say, this is what he revealed today. This is who I am today. And we act out to its utmost, right? Wow. Like, <clears throat> and I don't know how that works for everybody across the board, but for me, he shows me myself doing things. And, and I have just, I've learned from that, just having that revelation of, of him showing me myself doing the thing and then doing my best to step into that. Is that terrifying at times? <laughs> hundred percent it is. And and that means that, that we have to depend on him, even in difficult situations where if, if he wants to halt us and say, no, 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 that's not actually the rules of engagement for this. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. we, we love molds. We're we're like, we're crazy about molds. We're crazy (laughs) about manufacturing things. Mm -hmm. And, and what worked last week in a similar situation is not what's going to work. In the, uh, the the next week with a different person because God intimately knows the person. And I think I brought this up a couple of weeks ago on here where, you know, God was asking me or showing me myself uh, sharing a story of healing with someone in, in the workplace. And, and I was intimidated by that. And, and, and on the backside of it, he's like, what makes you think I don't know the intimate details of her? I wouldn't have asked you to share the story if she couldn't handle it. Wow. And, and it was like one of those like ah, moments where I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> like, wh- why didn't I think about that before? <laughs> but if he's asking you to do something, he's thought it through. If he's showing you yourself doing something, he's already thought it through. He knows the intimate details of everything. He's not frivolous. It's not a dare. He knows the ins and outs of it. He knows what it will provoke in the other. And so it just really, for me, is going to go back to, am I a tangible expression of what God is releasing today? Not last year, today. What does intimacy look like with the Father 
today? And how can I be a tangible expression of that? And it reminds me of um, the vision that he had given me of prophets standing around in a desolate place, warming their hands over, you know, the oil barrels, a, a single fire that was burning. It was burning, but warming their hands and people coming one by one to retrieve a word and walking away. And, and that only that moment only lasting a day or a week or maybe a month at best, but them not knowing what to do with the word that they received. And so they continue to return to the same burning fire over and over. And they might get different iterations of the same word, but ultimately they're just taking them home and adding them to the collection on the shelf. And then in the vision, this wind came in and I knew that it was an apostolic wind and it took those singular fires that were burning in this place of desolation and it, it windswept it because we need the action that the apostolic will bring today. And so for me, I have to be looking at that vision also and going like, okay, what does this have to do with him saying that the rules of engagement have changed? We need to re-identify ourselves with this apostolic wind that he is releasing on the earth right now. Right now, this might not be here next month. I don't know. But I'm just saying, let's live moment to moment with the Father. Let's stay in step or in rhythm with the Father's heart so we know what he's doing at every moment and not think that, oh, let's build here, right? Because that's what we tend to do. Let's build a monument here. Let's worship the Lord here. And he's saying, how about we worship as we move? Let's be a, a caravan that's moving and taking ground because right now I believe what's on his mind the most is establishing his government through praise. We need to be Ooh. a people of praise. He's looking to establish his government to squash the worldly governments that have been erected, that we, the church, have allowed to be erected, that have taken on our job of legislating law, legislating order. We have left that in the hands of politicians who are not familiar with the Father's heart. And it is our job, it is the Ecclesia's job to legislate order, to legislate the kingdom, and everybody benefits from it. Mm -hmm. that's good uh, your your question about are you a tangible expression and then you sharing what what god shared with you about establishing his government through praise and and we were talking about sharpening and containment just a little while ago and i just think everybody needs to understand that any containment that is around you you can identify it um yes there is always room for more sharpening however in this moment, right now, you are sharp enough to break through and cut out of any containment that that has you. I don't care if you <laughs> are on. a brand new Christian and you just said, yes, Jesus, I believe uh, what you did was for me. You are now sharp enough to break out of containment. Yeah. And you will continue to be sharpened to to break through and cut through anything else that attempts to contain you. Right. And I think we have to know that because if we are to. Uh, get into this apostolic wind and start moving and, and start carrying this and not just putting it on the shelf and taking action. We have to understand that, that we are sharp enough right now to cut through things, to be mm -hmm. able to uh, 
take those things that God is showing us doing and actually go do them. Right. Our, our uh, egos, false humility, any of those things, you can cut through them right now. Any, um, any resistance to being bold and, and doing the action, speaking the words that God's telling you to say, uh, you can cut through right now. Yeah. Come on. That's really good. Pepper. New rules of engagement, you know, the moles and the systems that we're talking about, they prevent the engagement. They, they block the engagement. You know, a couple of nights ago in the middle of the night, I heard God say, no more storage for the church. Fresh, fresh. And see, we love storage. We love to have our spiritual pantry full because we're like the children of Israel and we don't want fresh manna every day. We, we, we want something that we can store up when God says, I told you I'm coming. I told you I'm going to feed you every day. So you're going to have to trust that. But right. we don't want that, you know, because we want to figure God out. And sometimes we're so lazy, we don't want to engage. We just want a system Okay, I can go here and get my bread and my water. And God says, no, I'm going to feed you at my hand every day from a brook on honey and locust or whatever I choose to feed you every day. But those molds and those systems, they, they prevent us from engaging with God moment by moment in a fresh way. So I think that's what God was saying there when he said, no more of the storage for the church. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Mind. Fresh manna every moment for what you need in the moment, because that is the walk of faith. The walk of faith is not, I've got enough stored up in my pantry for the next three months. Come on. That's so good. And I feel that right now, Pepper. I feel like, you know, he's, he's releasing tidbits at a time. I don't exactly like his timing right now. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. But I you know, so much of what he's doing, it, it is, you know, just daily bread. What are you going to do with this? And, and it is, it's part of that retraining of, I need to see that you're actually going to steward that before I release the next thing. And, and I think that we've grown very familiar with laziness, to be honest with you, that, you know, we think we have time. We've got time to obey him. And, and you know, a week or so ago, I was somewhat whining to the Lord like I do. And um, and I was like, God, I am so frustrated. I am so frustrated because I am someone who quickly steps into the things that, that he asked me to do. And that is not by my own doing. It is just he did this. He, he he spoke this into motion. And it is not because I am really good at forcing myself to obey. It There is such a, a frustration for me to have him release a word and ask me to share it. And then we dawdle. And it is frustrating for me. I mean, I can. And he's just like, honey, how much more frustrating do you think that is for me? Ooh. When I release a fresh word and, and, and you pretend like you didn't hear me right. Oh, wow. and, and I don't care. I don't care what your sphere of influence is. When he speaks, 
we need to be moving. We need to be like, yes, sir, we've got the orders. Here we go. You know, stop me along the way if we're getting off track. <laughs> you know, he, he's more interested in, in us moving into what it is that he has created for us to step into than us being like cautious and, well, I want to make sure that I get this all right. He's just like faith moves us into the next thing. And, and we've said it before that delayed obedience usurps the full measure of glory that is on his word. Mm. And, and, you know, I was listening to Power Hour this morning and, and it was just a brief mention, but they were talking about Ichabod and how, you know, the, 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 I was really bothered by it because we've got a college here in Kansas whose mascot is an Ichabod. <laughs> True. <laughs> the, 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 my, my daughter actually has a vehicle that has an Ichabod on the back because it was a gift <laughs> to her. And the previous owner went to that school. And and, and I, I was so bothered by the idea of being an Ichabod. Having the glory left you, a decision of the Lord to, to have his glory move on, that that wounds me deeply to even consider that, because we are in a time where he's not playing around. And he's like, if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to practice quick obedience, my glory will move on. I'll find another. So he's not looking for professionals right now. He's looking for people who will obey. Come on. That's good. I think that's a good good point to wrap it up right there. Fence, release some apostolic wind. Father, we thank you for what you are showing us right now. We thank you for what you are releasing. Thank you for what you're calling us into. And to just declare right now that we will be quick to obey, quick to release, quick to act, and quick to speak with what it is that he is showing us, what it is that he is drawing us into, and what it is that he is speaking to us. Thank you. I thank you, Father, for boldness. I thank you for uh, courage in the face of fear and doubt as those things creep up the, the strength that we, we take from resting in you is greater than those things. Mm. I thank you that people are going to have experience to share that will build the faith in others. That their action to not just put prophetic words on the shelf and let them collect dust, but to take them and actually move on them will be enough to, to help build the faith in others to do the same thing. We thank you for the shove into the river this morning, God. <laughs> and and we look forward to, to swimming in that in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. I, I just Amen. want to say this one last thing that, that I really feel just churning inside of me. And it's super simple that the, the new rules of engagement is engagement. That, that we have to be people who are engaging. That's That's got to be the first step in that. So we'll leave you with that. Guys, have a blessed rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you soon.